All right, we are here with an instant reaction podcast. Miami grinds out the 28 to 20 win over Clemson in double overtime. Found a way to win. Wasn't pretty for the Hurricanes, especially through the first three quarters. Uh, But when Miami needed to open things up and find a way, they got the job done. I believe, Gabby, they scored 10 unanswered points in the fourth quarter to force the overtime and then got the job done. Where I want to take this conversation here to start, Gabby, where I kind of think the game uh, started swaying in Miami's favor was a nine-minute touchdown drive that started at the end of the third quarter and lasted until, I think, eight the eight-minute mark of the fourth quarter. I believe it was a 15-play, 75-yard touchdown drive that was capped by an 11-yard throw and catch from Emery Williams, your starting quarterback, and Colby Young, the wide receiver. To me, Gabby, that drive, uh, you know, Miami, of course, got the points they needed in a crucial spot. I also think that drive was big for the Hurricanes' defense. It allowed them to rest, and I think you could see an overtime how Miami's defense was more fresh and, and ready to make plays in the overtime and in the fourth quarter quite frankly they came up big then but that's where I go when I look back at this game Gabby to me that was kind of the turning point Miami got it done they played things kind of close to the vest uh, but they got things figured out on that drive and really they grinded it out on the run they kind of put things on the offensive line to go win the game in the fourth quarter I think the the final the, the fourth quarter possession time Uh, time of possession numbers was something like 13 minutes and 40 seconds for the Hurricanes in that fourth quarter. So um, to me, that was the turning point looking back in hindsight. Yeah, time of possession in the fourth quarter, Miami, 13 minutes, 40 seconds, Clemson, one minute, 20 seconds. Once they put that together, and then of course, they, they had got the field goal to tie it, forced the overtime, Um, looking back to me, that was kind of the defining drive, defining moment of this game. Yeah, that was huge. And, and if I remember correctly, I think, uh, that nine minute drive, you know, we we talk about just what that did for the defense. I think coming off of that nine minute drive, uh, the defense has, gets a three and out, uh, Miami goes and, uh, I believe they kicked the field goal to tie the game. Uh, and then they get another three and out. So in that fourth quarter, we talk about the, the little time of possession Clemson had. And I think that, you know, that offense, you know, really, and it was 17, at the point that it was 17, seven, even before that drive, like just based on the game flow, I I wasn't sure that 10 points was gonna, like I thought 10 points might be too much for that Miami offense, just considering everything, but they finally kind of put it together. A good drive capped off by that, you know, Colby young touchdown. And they found a way to close that 10 point gap, uh, you know, just, on that really long drive that that chewed up a ton of clock and then the defense came out and did what they had to do I think it was just like total team football in that fourth quarter for Miami to find a way to come out because it, it was uh and you know really they it even gave Miami a, a chance to and, and they were they were they were very conservative on that last drive but they did get the ball back with uh you know I think it was like a minute and 20 something seconds left on the clock uh after that second three and out where you know maybe 
maybe they could have tried to, but they didn't. You know, they just kind of chewed. They just kind of let the clock run, took it to overtime, and and rolled the dice there. But I mean, man, that there were just a couple huge, huge uh, defensive stands that made it really difficult for Clemson. And and uh, yeah, I mean that that drive was really the I think the story of the game and how Miami found a way to. To, to close that gap that at one point, you know, kind of felt insurmountable to me, which obviously it's not a ton of points, but uh, just based on how things had been going to that point, just with the true freshman quarterback starting his first game, uh, the offense had been kind of conservative, you know, a lot of shore. They were really trying to run the ball against that stout Clemson defense. And that was when things kind of finally broke open. And man, uh, you know, it was, it was huge. I, I definitely agree that that was the point in the game that you can kind of, you you look back at it and and that's definitely when it began to tilt uh, Miami's way where they kind of figured it all out. Yeah, so let's start with the offense, and of course we got to start here with the true freshman quarterback Emery Williams got the nod. Tyler Van Dyke not quite good to go, so they went with the true freshman. They definitely. I mean, look, I think it's fair to say. Well, I think it'd be disingenuous to say Emery Williams played well, but I do think he played well under the circumstances. And when I say that, I'm talking about how Clemson's one of the best defenses in the country. That's tough for any quarterback to to go up against, let alone a true freshman making his first start. So those circumstances do matter. Uh, and look, I think Shannon Dawson definitely spoon-fed him during the course of the game, uh, it was obvious that, you know, they weren't going to take many shots downfield or, or frankly, take that many intermediate routes, um, you know, have many targets in that phase of the passing game either. Uh, but, you know, after starting the first half, what, uh, 10 of 16 with an interception and 31 yards, you know, kind of a slog, I think, fair to say, from the passing perspective. Things opened up in the second half because Miami had to, quite frankly, to to get back in the game. And in the second half, Emory went 14 of 17 with a touchdown uh, and 120 yards. So again, nothing dynamic uh, overall, but he got the job done considering the circumstances, uh, managed the game. I think maybe the most important thing Miami wanted him to accomplish was limit the turnovers, and he did that. His, his one interception came on a uh, on a deep shot to Jacoby George, and uh, that play did come late in the second quarter. So uh, it was something that wasn't, and it was deep in the Clemson territory, so it wasn't a turnover that had huge ramifications overall. So overall, I think Emery did his job again. Um, did pretty well considering the competition. Um, and so, yeah, he, he gets a nod, and I think Shannon Dawson gets a nod too for the way that he managed the game. Yeah, I mean, I think, uh, you know, just again, just considering everything with, you know, Emery Williams get, being in a position where he had to kind of make his first start against a, a really good Clemson defense, uh, definitely not the ideal uh, circumstance. But, you know, I think considering the circumstances and where, you know, Miami was kind of, you know, going into this game and even just the, the turnover issues that they had kind of just been facing, I think Emery Williams did a fine job of just, you know, kind of protecting the football and he did make that one mistake. But I think overall uh, his play, uh, you know, wasn't costly. And I think that that was the biggest 
factor in uh, you know Miami kind of staying in it you know over the course of four quarters and uh, you know again I, and I think at the end when it was kind of time for him to kind of step up I think he did make some plays and kind of look back at that third I think it was right before the Colby Young uh, touchdown or on that drive on that that long nine minute drive where he was kind of in a third and long situation and he kind of fired a ball uh you know kind of in the middle of the defense and uh, kind of squeezed one into Colby Young uh, that helped kind of move the chains and then he he made that you know touchdown throw to Colby where he gave him an opportunity uh, to come down with it and, and put him in a position to score so again I don't I don't I, I, I don't think we can sit here and if we're judging uh, Emery the way that we would judge any quarterback uh, you know just over the course of a game if we can sit here and say he played you know uh, a, a great game or you know we, I think uh, but I, he definitely did his job uh, and look I think that's what Miami needed to to win this game and uh, you know defense kind of stepped up and made plays when they had to also and other players did too so uh, you know for Emery uh, I think he he did what he was asked to do and uh, really I think you know just kind of go from go from here and uh, you know I, I think it was a, a good experience for him and I think one that he's going to benefit from uh, long term. Yeah, I think another thing to highlight is offensive line. I don't think he was sacked on the entire day, so that was huge, obviously. Uh, offensive line, of course, helped control the game via running the ball. Uh, Miami won that battle, that game within the game, 211 rushing yards on the day, 31 rushing yards for Clemson. Rashard Smith busts the nice 80-yard run, uh, fumbled right before the end zone, Credit to Jacoby George for following and falling on the ball in the end zone. Um, and I do think in the second half, Don Chaney and A.J. Allen did run for some tough, tough, tough yards against an elite Clemson run defense. So credit to those guys for grinding it out. We'll, we'll have to keep an eye on Don Chaney, who did look like he was carted off during the overtime. So hoping for the best with him and his health. Let's go to the defense, Gabby. I thought it was interesting from a defense perspective. Miami came out running a lot of 3-3-5 base defense looks in the first quarter, trying to confuse Clemson, give them some looks that weren't on tape. Clemson definitely went downfield early and often, searching for one-on-one -on -one shots against Jaden Davis. Um, you know, I think ultimately the story with, with Clemson in the first half was turnovers. It was, what, two or three turnovers in the first half. That kind of kept Miami alive in the game. Uh, Clemson was moving the ball better than Miami in the first half. And then the second half, Miami kind of found their gear. And really, I think the discussion defensively needs to begin with Ruben Bain, who is just a total monster as a true freshman defensive lineman. Led the team with eight tackles, two sacks, a forced fumble. The thing that stands out to me, Gabby, is, I mean, we, we, we throw out the term motor all the time when we talk about defensive linemen. It's almost like a cliche, right? But with him, it's legit. He, he really does get better as the game progresses. And he took this game over uh, in the fourth quarter and overtime. And I can't think of, like, in terms of motor, he is the best Miami Hurricane defensive lineman I've seen since I've been covering the team since 2007. I can't even think like if anyone's close to him. And it's just crazy saying that because he's a true freshman. The power he plays with, the motor he plays with, he's a total beast. And uh, 
he played a huge role in Miami winning this game. I don't know if you want to take this anywhere else defensively. I think, you know, you look at third downs, Clemson was 4 of 14 on third downs. That was a big area that Miami won as well. Um, You know, the red zone turnovers early, James Williams getting that fumble. So Miami's defense uh, had a good game. Uh, Cade Cade Klubnick got his stats compiling-wise, but he wasn't efficient. He wasn't all that effective. And as the game progressed, I think Miami's defense kind of swallowed up Clemson. And the fact that, you know, Miami's run defense bounced back big time week over week was a big big key to this victory. Yeah, and, and that run defense is exactly where I wanted to go with it. And we talked about how dangerous Will Shipley, Phil Maffa, uh, were coming into this game. And the fact that those, I mean, they accumulated 31 total rushing yards on 34 rushing attempts i mean that's a that's less 0.9 yards per rush and uh those are two talented backs and miami's defense did not have a good performance against the rush uh a week ago and uh that was that was so huge you know i felt like you know one of the keys coming into this game was just kind of neutralizing that rush getting pressure on kate klubnik i mean we see five sacks 10 tackles for loss i mean this was just such a monster performance from that defense and yeah you know i think uh clemson was maybe more explosive uh than they've been just typically you know they had a a couple good plays in that tight end jake brennan stool i think made a couple really good plays you kind of have to tip your cap uh the one he made over kj cloyd was a good play the one he made over james williams was a good play um but and you know i think uh, bo collins had a play that i think would be explosive too but i think for the most part miami's defensive line that defensive front was just so disruptive uh and i think really stopping the run was was such a key to you know again just miami finding a way to to grind this one out especially late in the game where clemson had a 10 point lead and miami was able to kind of chip away and it, i think it was because clemson wasn't able to move the chains running the ball and getting those those backs rolling so man i think that was i don't know what clemson's backs have done over the course of the year or over the past couple years but i gotta imagine this was gotta be a uh, near or at the bottom of uh, Will Shipley's, uh, you know, career totals of just what he's done, uh, you know, just throughout the course of his Clemson career. So, I mean, this was just an awesome, awesome job by those guys. Uh, that Lance Gidry defense for neutralizing those uh, Clemson tailbacks. I mean, that was big, big deal. Last thing too on defense, you know, we talk about performance and, and we try to be fair and critical as well as, you know, praise guys when they perform well. You know, some of the guys we've been critical of in the past, to Corey Couch, Corey Flagg, I think both those guys, particularly to Corey, played well the entire game. I think Corey Flagg, of course, came up big at the end of the game, so they deserve praise for the way they stepped up. Also, special teams, I think Dylan Joyce did his job punting the ball and directionally, and Andy Borgales, of course, came up big on field goals. Let's get out of here on this, Gabby. Um, obviously we know this, this win is big in terms of, you know, getting things back on track. We'll discuss that later in the podcast during the week. Uh, but let's touch on recruiting, uh, cause Miami had some big time players in attendance. What do we need to know about what this game meant in terms of recruiting impact for the guys that were in the stands? Yeah, I mean, two just, you know, I'll just talk about two guys specifically. The first, Ellis Robinson, the five star cornerback, uh, you know, talked to him right after the game ended. And, uh, 
you know, he, he, he basically told me that, you know, this win, you know, really, you know, it, it makes a difference in his mind. The fact that Miami can win this type of game. Uh, this was his first ever Miami home game experience. He's been around a ton, but this was the first time he watched him play. And as against a great Clemson program, again, who in the mind of recruits is still a top tier uh, brand, still a top tier program, uh, you know, in the college football landscape. So that was a huge win, uh, you know, for Miami in the eyes of Ellis Robinson. He seems to still be very much considering the Hurricanes. He says he told me basically that he was going to make a, a, you know, said a version of I'm making a final decision uh, closer to signing day after his season. So uh, you know, I still think Miami has a hat on the table. I mean, Miami's definitely still heavily involved and him being a right back around the program this weekend i think is a you know i think it's been helpful he said that he's he feels very comfortable around the staff and he continues to grow more comfortable around the staff so i think that's awesome and uh he feels like the cornerbacks played well and that he knows he can be developed here uh another recruit i will highlight is uh 2025 edge rusher amari williams who uh is the number three edge rusher in that class of 2025 and uh you know he was just he was just blown away by by the win and the way that that Miami defensive front played and you know highlighted Ruben Bain and what he's doing as a true freshman and uh, it definitely seems like Miami's a school uh, at the top of at the top of his list amongst a couple others but he's a big big time local name here in Palm Beach County that uh, Jason Taylor was personally walking out with uh you know as the recruits were kind of exiting Hard Rock Stadium so uh, a name at the top of of the board for for coach taylor and uh i think miami did a really good job of of making a move there uh here on saturday night all right we'll get out of here on that big time win for the hurricanes it is 147 a.m so we will sign off appreciate everyone for listening and until next time take care